Mademoiselle Caroline, will you not tell us, please, of how you shot the privateer? The lady thus addressed lifted her head, assuming a severe expression, though a twinkle lingered in her dove-gray eyes. I'll do no such thing. You are supposed to be memorizing the poem I gave you, my dear Estelle. Oh, I did that ages ago. The young lady, kneeling on the floor with her skirts spread around her, looked up with an engaging grin. Clutching the book in her lap, she rattled off the first canto of Child Harold. When she began on the second, her older sister Amélie, seated on a rattan chair on the other side, put her hands over her ears. Don't, please don't, she begged. Estelle came to a halt, one hand flung out in a theatrical gesture. Cocking her head to one side, she asked, Does it upset you, Amélie? I mean all that about the wild sea-mew and the billows' rage. I know you didn't precisely enjoy your sea voyage home from France with Mademoiselle Caroline, but it has been over six months. Surely you are not going to have a megrim over such a silly thing as a few lines from a poem. Amélie's gentle face went quite pale. You don't understand. We might have been killed. Our ship sunk. Or worse, she whispered. What could have been worse than being dead? Estelle asked, her forehead wrinkled in a frown of such concentration and undisguised curiosity that her sister flung a look of appeal in the direction of the woman who acted as their governess. An expression of wry communication passed between Caroline Pembroke and her elder charge before the governess took up the challenge. It is not unknown for the the brethren of the coast to torture their prisoners. The brethren are pirates, Estelle pointed out. The privateers are different, are they not? Quite true, Caroline admitted. During war conditions, privateers sail under letters of mark, making their pillage of the seas legal. But it doesn't constrain them to behave like gentlemen in the presence of the ladies unfortunate enough to be aboard the ships they capture. Then the privateer you shot offered to harm you? Estelle asked. No, not exactly. He insulted you then? I... no. Then why was it necessary to shoot him? The girl pursued, a relentless look in her sherry-brown eyes. Caroline surveyed her while a rueful smile tagged at her finely shaped mouth. The girl was just turned seventeen. In a few months, when they returned to New Orleans for the winter season, the saison des visites, she would be making her debut at the French Opera House receiving eligible suitors in the family box. It was no reason to suppose that Estelle, given her dowry of adequate though not generous size, would not be a married woman by this time next year. It was a shame she was not better educated in the ways of men. In truth, a little frankness in the matter of the privateer might not be a bad thing for Estelle. But there was Amélie to consider. It had been quite an ordeal for a gently-bred, convent-educated girl— The fright of it had come near to making her ill. The family had made as light of the incident as possible, avoiding discussion which might awaken unpleasant memories. They should have guessed that Estelle, with her flair for drama, would eventually grow dissatisfied with the meager facts she had been given. Still, it was no part of Caroline's duties to enlighten her on either head. That Caroline had a melancholy suspicion no one else, particularly Madame Delacroix, could be depended on to do so, made no difference.